so welcome to episode 59 of the Jez and Friends podcast. Um, today's special guest is Luke Hopman. I've known Luke for the past seven years. Um, he's coached me at the Thornton Juniors Football Club for a number of years and also plays footy himself and loves Collingwood. Um, he's rebuilding as well, like, just like North Melbourne as well. So how's it going, Luke? It's been a while. Yeah, I'm very, very good, Jerry. Thanks for having me on. No worries, Luke. And as you probably know and big fan of a potty, um, we always start with hypotheticals. So I guess where do you see the pies um, in 10 years' time? Do you reckon there'll be a premiership like in the next five years, even though it does look pretty soon? Oh, I would hope so. I'd hope so. We've got some um, obviously rebuilding a bit, like you said, like the kangaroos are now, Jez. But um, yeah, fingers crossed. I think it's um, I think having new, a new coach and it's probably time for a bit of a change. And uh, I think we've done all right with the trade trading this year and we obviously get um, a really good draft pick like North Melbourne do for next year so fingers crossed things are moving back in the right direction. Yeah fingers crossed and obviously thinking about like rebuilding and the draft and stuff you've obviously got Lipinski in but also the prospects of Dacos. Um, What are your thoughts on Dacos? Is he a much bigger talent than his brother Josh? Well you'd think so looking at under-18s form he's uh, under-18s form is pretty good but it's pretty hard for kids that are getting drafted now, isn't it? They haven't played a lot of footy in two years, so it's um, probably a bit more guesswork involved. But no, he looks like he'll be a, um, a good midfielder. Is uh, I suppose it just depends how he goes with the pressure and everything that comes along with it now. Yeah, indeed. It's pretty funny because I was at Melbourne Uni um, track the other day and uh, one kid was pacing one of the draft combine kids and they had to like upload their 2K time trials on Strava. So... I found that quite astounding and it's pretty funny because um, I guess it's not as accurate as, you know, your lab tests and all that. Yeah, I suppose. Do they not have the draft combine this year, I suppose, because the restrictions, did they? So, yeah, that makes it a bit hard, doesn't it? Yeah, that's pretty interesting. <laughs> and maybe let's go back to, obviously, you were growing up in the, like, close to Gippsland area at Trelgan, but, like, what position did you play growing up and, um, yeah, how would you, I guess, see your own foot development um, still playing nowadays? Has your position kind of changed or kept it quite similar? Um, I play play predominantly in the midfield nowadays in the um, over 35s, older people footy. But um, yeah, and then uh, yeah, back back when I was back down in Trelgan and down in Gippsland, I used to play in the midfield as well and a bit across half back as well. But um, yeah, no, I always kind of played there. Not very fast, Jerry, just kind of move very slowly and just try and get behind the footy a little bit to get up, get a few touches. No, that's cool. We love that, Luke. Um, I know there's a few teammates I've played with who, you know, do similar stuff in the mid. I, I reckon I'd compare you to kind of like a Ben Cunnington type, Luke. <laughs> I, I, I wish, Jerry. I wish, I wish, Jerry. I just, uh, <laughs> it's good fun. It's good fun. I'm not, um, you were just saying before how you, you're into running and stuff and all that, but I'm not right into that, so uh, chasing a footy around is a is a bit more fun than uh, just going for a run. So I try and play as much as I can, but uh, yeah, it's good fun. Oh, that's awesome, and obviously, mm. like the country footy is where you kind of learn a fair bit. And how would you, I guess, compare country footy to metro footy? Because you've obviously coached um at Flemington for a number of years. Any yeah, it's uh, well, I don't know. It's 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 hard. We went down and played. Um, a Gippsland team in a practice match last year and it was probably I think the guys were um, wondering how it was going to be playing against a country footy side versus a metro footy side with the under 16s but 
Um, it didn't turn out to be much different. It's very, uh, very, very similar, very much the same. You're just chasing a footy around and, um, you know, you've got two styles of footballers out there. You know, you've got ones that are, are you know, in and under players and you've got the ones that are good out in space. So um, we both had an even mix and it was, it was a pretty even game in the end, actually. So it was, it was a good hit out. Yeah, I actually remember playing that game. <laughs> I guess the memory from that would be the boys probably getting too many ice creams down at the Maccas down there. So... <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Yeah, I think that's right. I think I think it was a bit of a party bus on the way down as well. So I don't know how good the preparation was for the game, Jerry, but I think yeah. everyone had a good time, and that was that was the main aim. No, oh, that's amazing. Hopefully, we can get down there um next year. But um, I guess touching on footy, obviously you've coached um Noah, your son, for a number of years. Um, how have you seen his development? Um, I guess coaching um someone you know so closely. Um, how does it differ to coaching everyone else? I guess. Um, oh, it's, it's, it's been good. It's, it's good coaching, you know, coaching under, you know, coaching all the boys when they were back at, you know, seven and eight years old to seeing them how they play now is, um, is such a big change in how they play. And uh, yeah, Noah included, it's the same. Um, Noah probably gets sick of his dad, you know, <laughs> coaching him and telling him what to do. And I'm sure he liked it yeah. the few years that he didn't have me coaching as well. So, um, but yeah, no, it's good fun. And it's great seeing how, how the players develop and improve and, um, they continue to do things that just surprise you um, every weekend. No, oh, that is awesome. And um, obviously, when we were younger, like I remember when I first started playing um, with you in under 11s, obviously there's more focal went on like fundamental movement skills and like direct coaching, um, like coaching instructions. But nowadays, once we're hitting that like 18 year um, stage, like you're more focused on constrained space coaching and like learner orientated movement. So, what are your thoughts on that? I know it's pretty key terms, but you're all over it as a coach. I think uh, I think you're definitely right, Jerry. I think in those early years, it's, it is more about teaching the basics and the fundamentals, learning how to kick and handball and mark and and doing all those things. Where now, as the players get older, it's more about um, you know tactics, where you run, um, you know the reasons why you do what you do, and um, it's less about teaching someone how to kick, but um, more about teaching, you know, making the correct decisions and and how we want to play in terms of game plan. So yeah, it does definitely change as players get older. Um, but like I said before, it's it's actually quite exciting to be teaching different stages as well. So yeah, it's good fun. Yeah, and speaking of good fun, Luke, obviously training. I, I used to love training. Um, I guess I took it a bit more seriously than some of the boys, but um, how would you, I guess, assess the training, like in terms of the different mentalities in the training groups and how you kind of cater for it? It's hard. It is hard because everyone, every every player is is a little bit different and every player um, is wanting to get something different out of training. Some, some players are down there because they, you know, want to knock around and have fun with their mates. And we've got, you know, you've got some players that are really driven and, competitive and and want to win the 1k time trial and and want to really improve at every session they do and you know some players are down there half an hour before doing you know doing their own thing on their own and and getting ready for training and some players roll in 15 minutes late so um it is it is a real difference and uh it's probably just more managing it what what the expectations is and how hard they work at training um, and trying to get get them all on the same page so they're all working together as a team. Yeah, it's pretty funny. Um, sometimes I guess pre seasons where you kind of build that bond because I know the one k time trials. Some of them boys are like on their GPS watches and everything, and then the others are just like you know having a laugh and all that. So yeah, it's quite interesting the whole dynamic of it. Yeah, very different. Very different across the group. 
it'll be interesting to see very soon um, once preseason starts how that goes. Maybe touching on preseason again, what are some of your um, favourite kind of workouts to give the boys? Or, you know, when you look, you're playing like your dreaded workouts that you give us. Uh, definitely the dreaded workouts is just running, really. When, running when you're not chasing <laughs> a ball is, isn't isn't a massive amount of fun. And that's why, I, I, you know, generally we don't do it too much where we just run and, you know, we do a 1K time trial. But let's be honest, it's three or four minutes of... Uh, Hard work, it's not that hard really, um, but we don't do a lot of sprints and just um, 200s and that, that sort of thing. We focus more on game practice and match simulation. So more like, a, you know, more around that whole decision-making and making the correct decisions and working on game style rather than, um, you know, just doing, you know, running to hats and doing lane work with kicking and stuff like that. It probably needs to be a bit more um, ca- causing the players to actually think and make a decision is um, is pretty important. And that's what we always thought while we were coaching um, this year as well. And uh, yeah, and it's, it's much more fun. I mean, I think you would agree, match simulation is much more fun than uh, doing lane work, um, you know, kicking the footy or handballing the footy. So um, yeah, that's something we've kind of focused on in the past probably a few seasons. Yeah, for sure. I remember when we were younger, um, there was more, obviously, like as we touched on before, more like fundamental movement skills and we're always like gunning for a game. But nowadays it's more like game orientated and now we kind of get why, you know, the extra reward of the game was like the final 10 minutes of training. So I guess, yeah, it correlates over the years. So it's good to see the progression. Um, I'm sure you say the same. Yeah, it absolutely is. And I think if you, um, you know, if you just do a game uh, when you're trying to develop skills, it it can be hard because um, some players might get the ball all the time, but some players won't get the ball all the time. And how, do, how does everyone be able to develop their skills evenly if um, you're just playing games all the time? You know, so that's um, that's the reason for that. But, uh, yeah, no, it definitely is different. And as it's great seeing though, the players be able to implement the things they've learned at a younger age now. Um, and like I said, you know, they continue to surprise you on a, on a weekend in game day. Yeah, that's awesome, mate. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess let's touch on a more serious note. Obviously, you were the president at the Flemington Juniors um, Footy Club. And I guess, can you talk me through how that kind of works and like the role in, in titles? Obviously, there's admin staff there. I know you love a bit of a functions as well, like checking out the fixtures for each team. And yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's. Um... It's a pretty big role in regards to, um, you know, it's, there's a, I think we had 300, 300 kids involved at the footy club that, you know, registered at the footy club, 320 odd. And then, you know, you add all the parents, it's probably almost, you know, and the, and the siblings, there's probably almost a thousand people involved. So there's a lot going on, but um, it's definitely not, you know, yes, I was president, but um, we had a really strong committee down at the footy club at the same time I was president. So I was very fortunate to have a lot of hardworking people that, um, that helped me and um, and did a lot of the a lot of the work really in the end of the day. So um, yeah, we're very fortunate. It's a big dedicated group, but yeah, it's there's a lot involved, and it's you know most of the work is done, Jerry. Believe it or not, over the summer, you know, is is when you're busiest as a committee, and then by the time the season comes around, that pretty much looks after itself because all the you know team managers and coaches and they all manage the teams, and there's not a real lot of problems that end up happening during the season. It's just more. You're just running, uh, the, the club just kind of ticks over and then it gets back to the end of the year when presentations and vote counts and all that sort of thing, you've got to do a lot of organisation again. But it, it, it's a good role, but it, it is hard. Three years I did it for and that was oh. um, 
it was more than enough. I was burnt out at the end. So, um, and yeah, and we're very fortunate that the club, um, Alicia took over from me as president and um, she just recently stepped, stood down and there's a new president, Matt, that's taken over and um, yeah, he's got some things he's working on for um, some exciting things for the club coming up. So it's, um, it's in good hands. Oh, that is awesome. We can, I guess, a wonderful experience for you as well as, um, I guess, you know, the coaching and balancing it all together. Like, I praise you for doing that because um, that's pretty incredible, like, handling all that. Um, yeah, even with the team behind you. So, yeah, good stuff, Luke. Thanks, man. Thanks. No worries. And um, obviously, I saw yesterday, but JG came second in the um, vote count for the under-18s um, Div 2 side. But obviously, exciting 2022 ahead. And I guess, give us your thoughts on the possibilities, challenges, you see the team facing next year and um, I guess pre-season's fast approaching. Yeah, it will be. It will be. I think um, as restrictions get eased, it'll probably, um, pre-season will be just around the corner. Yeah, no, GG, um, who still is a bottom age under 18 player and finished runner-up in the best of Ferris. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he is. He's your age. So, um, amazing player, amazing trainer. He uh yeah exactly he really right. he, he, he yeah he you know he wins uh, he, he regularly uh, he's in the top few in the one k time trial time <laughs> trial <laughs> <laughs> oh well, you might you might have to work on your time shares I don't know what time you're running <laughs> it in but uh, <laughs> I'm sure you I'm sure you can and that's good that's good competition is always good but he's um he works he works extremely hard he's very diligent and. Uh, how he prepares to play footy and it shows on a shows on a Sunday. So he he had a great season, yeah. And obviously we had a we had we did have a strong team this year. You know, it was very a very even side as well. It wasn't really yeah. GG had a great season, but I think we only we had two players just out of the top five as well in the, in the vote count as well for the league best and fairest. So it was very even spread, and I, I think we we had a lot of players that got votes as well. So yeah, we we had a strong side. It was a bit of a shame in the end that we didn't get mm-hmm. to run out and play finals and, and do all that. Um, you know, we were pretty excited to get to a finals and we we're very close to yeah. it. Pretty much got right to the end and now and then it got called off, which uh, it's unfortunate, but um, it is fortunate that we did get out there for 10 games as well. So we're pretty lucky that we got those games in and, yeah, and had a bit of fun and, you yeah, the boys played really well. Yeah, it's awesome um, with the boys and I'm sure they've got like some unfinished business next year. So uh, that'll be very exciting. And obviously, Luke... I know you love your footy, but I know Noah loves his basketball and like soccer as well. So I guess, do you want to briefly touch on um, your love for like Formula One and basketball? Yeah. So, well, I like, um, I don't really have a basketball side, Jez. I do watch a lot of NBA and um, I go to most Melbourne United games as well. So I watch a fair bit of the NBL. Obviously didn't get to go to too many last year with, uh, with restrictions. Got to go to a few games over the summer, but yeah, re- really enjoy it. And Formula One, yeah, I, yeah, we've missed out on the two uh, Melbourne Grand Prix this year and last year, which is a bit unfortunate. But yeah, I, I really do enjoy that. I watch a lot of that on TV while it's on, while it's a Grand Prix weekend, and obviously follow um, Daniel Ricciardo pretty closely since he's an Australian. So uh, yeah, but they're, they're probably the two other sports that I really like. But footy is um, yeah, definitely number number one. <laughs> and Colin Collingwood is definitely number number one as well. So uh, yeah, hopefully hopefully we get back to playing finals soon, Jess. Uh, that's awesome, Luke. And um, just touching on Formula One, I believe I saw this on news, but Ricardo won um, one of the races a few few weeks ago, maybe. And yeah, it was in a wide range of media sources around the world. 
Yeah, he did. He won. Uh, yeah, about three. Yeah, right. About three weeks ago, and um, pretty much come from nowhere to win it as well because he hasn't had a great season mm-hmm. as he's moved over to McLaren to race this year. But yeah, it was a definitely a, a bit of a surprise that he won. But uh, it was great that he won, and uh, his teammate finished second as well. Yeah, just um, I found another thing earlier about Formula One, but apparently, like the branding and stuff. Um, as you know, like with like the different brands like Red Bull, Renew, like all that. I guess the race cars are pretty similar in design and all that, but like obviously you can transfer that into footy and so many people are, you know, onto the Nike bandwagon and all that in terms of branding. But do you reckon similar to Formula One, footy boots and stuff, they perform the same? Yeah, I don't know. Well, Formula One definitely is, it's all about how much money you've got. That's probably a, a bit of a problem. I think we're fortunate in AFL. It's great that we do have a salary cap, so it does kind of even up the competition. So it makes it pretty level, but uh, it's not so much the same in in Formula One. It's a, it's it is how much money you have to uh, how good your car is, and you know it's all in the engineering and the mechanics that they have and how they work all that out. But that's pretty much based on money, which is uh, probably not great. And it's probably a bit like soccer, I suppose, as well. But um, <laughs> Kind of, I do, I do love that about AFL is that yeah. it's it's very even and then you know like it was great seeing Melbourne win the premiership this year. It's, it's great seeing everyone kind of That's have true. their turn up top and their turn back down. So um, yeah, it's not a bad thing. Yeah, that's amazing. And obviously, you probably heard that with the Premier League. I'm not sure if Noah's told you, but Newcastle have got like a big ass takeover with like all the um, owners apparently worth like billions of dollars. So might be headed for the top. Yeah, he, he was saying that. Didn't the same thing happen with Man City as well? Yeah. It was like, then they get like, bought out by... Yeah, yeah by like an oil investor. And um, yeah, I guess. I think Noah goes for Arsenal, so that doesn't matter too much. Um, yeah. <laughs> he, he, he does go for Arsenal, but he does tell me they're not... Uh, I don't think they're going tracking too well this year, Jez, from what I yeah. hear from him. You should follow the Premier League, Luke. I'm not sure who you go for, but I go for Leicester and we're kind of... Similar, but we had a big win over United last night. So I've been... Um, oh, really? Boys some crap, yeah. Oh, that, that is pretty exciting. Where are they on the table now? Oh, we're like mid-table. So 11th, not going too well at the moment. But And obviously, we love music on the podcast. And I spoke to you earlier, and you kind of listen to a wide variety of um, songs, artists. Do you want to kind of give me um, your thoughts on the music you listen to? I listen to lots of different music, Jerry. I don't, I don't like I think I was saying it before. I just, um, it depends what I feel like to what I listen to. Um, probably Coldplay is probably the band I listen to most, I would think. But um, yeah, I listen to a lot of older bands probably prior to your time. But you did tell me that you're working oh, on uh, an, <laughs> a, a 90s band song. So uh, yeah, that's yeah. definitely my my uh, my generation, Jez. Oh, that's awesome. I'm sure you've been listening to like the Kid Leroy and all these, um, you know, up and coming artists as well. Yeah, well, Noah plays a lot of music, but I don't really know a lot <laughs> who who it actually is that he's playing jazz. I just, uh, I just, um, I just hear it. But um, yeah, he like some of the stuff is good. Oh, that's awesome, Luke. And um, <laughs> it's a good segue because obviously you know this segment quite well. But there's always people with like funny stories, and some are like oh, a bit boring, but. I'm sure you've got a very funny story to tell from your schooling days and probably your footy that you want to share to the listeners. Oh, geez, I don't know. Hit, hit me up on the spot here, Jez. I don't, I don't know about any um, no funny stories from my any school days. Sprays, I maybe? think of <laughs> good spray. Oh, 
at what that I copped. Oh, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think I've given too many, but um, no, I, de- I definitely uh, remember. Co- coaching's a bit different now, Jerry, than what it used to be. When oh, I was true, yeah. Through, so yeah. yeah. Yeah, it used to be it used to be yell at people, and that's how you get the best out of people. So that's definitely <laughs> changed. That's that's definitely changed now. So um, it's definitely a lot different. So no, I don't, I don't know. I don't really have too many um too many horror stories or anything or funny stories to that I want to that I that I can think of that come to mind. Oh, I think I've got one from like myself playing footy. I know, as I said earlier, I love my training, but I think there was this one night um would have been what, under fourteens maybe. I think you were telling us to do a few 400s, like fart leggy type um, stuff at Mick Footy. And I think I went too hard that day. And <laughs> I think I threw up. And yeah, that was the end of my training session. So that was a pretty funny story. <laughs> I learned to maybe take it easy on those 400s, but um, like keep it consistent pace instead of blowing up at the very first few reps. Yeah, I, I think uh, I think we've had a few times where people have been a bit sick <laughs> of training. I think. I think when you finish school and you, you you're really hungry and you go home and you try and uh, get some food into you pretty quickly and you maybe yeah. eat too much or eat too 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 close to a training session and then yeah you can come to training and it might end up coming back up. No, nah, it's pretty funny. I think those like earlier teenager years. Um, I think as you know, a few of us boys spent too much time on the PlayStation as well, so that was probably a big factor. <laughs> I, re- I actually do remember you telling me that you were spending a lot of time on the PlayStation. I think you are, and then you are, you're pretty uh, keen to tell me when you, I think you dropped it for a while, didn't you? Didn't you? I don't know if you do now, but you stopped, you said you got off it for yeah, a bit. I dropped it for a while. Um, there was yeah. a period from last year to, I guess, when FIFA 22 came out a few weeks ago where I dropped it for a year, but um, I play it pretty much by myself now because I feel like even though I love playing with the mates, um, I'm not sure. There's a few um, online things that go to like early hours of midnight, so it's probably not good for my exams coming up. So maybe during Christmas and the holidays, we'll see. But at the moment, it's all podcast and you know school, I guess. Oh, good <laughs> idea. Good idea. Yeah, I know it's. Uh, uh, yeah, Noah's into FIFA now as well with the new one that's coming out. Yeah, I think I've seen him one a few times. I might have to reverse him sometime, but. Um, yeah, <laughs> we'll see how that goes. Anyway, so this one always gets people. Um, I guess it's more like a kind of general thing, not so much footy. But what's the best piece of advice someone has ever given you, Luke? That's that's that is a hard one. That is a hard one. I don't know. Pro- probably the, the biggest thing is, and I don't know if it's a bit of advice or it's definitely advice I've been given. I don't know how it's been given to me, but it, it definitely is um to take take a risk and and take a challenge, whether that be in in sport or you know your work life as well and um don't don't just settle for what you, you know what you think you can do you got to kind of you know take that challenge and challenge yourself to be able to do it and that's uh that's something that i've definitely um tried to do the last few years with uh with my work and and personal life oh that is awesome luke take a risk everyone because um i'm sure you probably base um some of your views off like famous role models and stuff i know I recently listened to a few podcasts with like Kobe Bryant and I was like amazed to see what he did like waking up at like 3 a.m. And um, I guess the recovery side's probably not the best for like a normal person like me, but obviously his mentality was like at another level. So was there any other like role models you kind of based your like risk taking off, I guess? Oh, not really. I mean, it's 
growing up in the 90s, Jess, where I was a teenager in your age in the 90s, yeah. Michael Jordan was the biggest yeah, exactly right, per- yeah. person in anything. And, um, you know, he was, you know, I don't probably probably a bit fanatical with uh preparation and determination and and all that so uh probably not good to go to those sort of extremes <laughs> unless you want to achieve like he achieves but um yeah no i definitely um you know i loved jordan when i was growing up and um and then probably some of the collingwood people as well but um well nick dacos's dad peter dacos <laughs> was uh was an, a pretty amazing player back in the 90s and uh yeah so and obviously love a collingwood so Anyone that pulled on a Collingwood jumper, mate, they were they were my <laughs> idols back then when I was a teenager. So, and also like with Dacos, I know you didn't like us doing a few dribblers on with the footy, but Dacos was one of the best with like the dribble kicks from the boundaries. So I guess I kind of learned a bit from Dacos. <laughs> I think everyone did. I think he uh, he kind of he was the first one to really make it an art form. And now anyone anyone a lot of players are able to do it now, but back then. He was the only one that could do some of those things, so it was uh, pretty exceptional. Yeah, for sure. And obviously, there's another thing about like the mental side and like about like work-life balance and other stuff. But what about the enjoyment factor? So, like, are there any books or movies you kind of recommend for the listeners um, that you've maybe read recently, or just like an all-round favorite? Um, books. Well, I like to read a lot of uh, biographies, so. Um, if they're the books that you know, they're the books I generally read. I, I'm reading Mad Jack Dawes at the moment, but oh, I'm only, I read it. Um, beautiful book. You read? Uh, you read it already? Yeah. Have you? Oh, well, I've only just started it, so oh, really? um, I haven't finished it yet. So I can't recommend it yet. But it's it's so far, <laughs> it's been it's been very easy read. So it's been uh, it's been quite good. But yeah, a lot of biographies and those sort of books are kind of the ones I I like to watch. And um, yeah, movies and TV. Um, a bit like music, Jess. I, I like listening to. Um, I like watching lots of different um movies like a good comedy and uh and yeah watch it watch a fair bit of probably more tv series nowadays rather than movies it seems to be with netflix and everything uh, it's all uh tv series and that now so yeah it's been good been uh and i've been what did i just finished i just finished vigil which is on uh right. on binge and that was really good so it's kind of action series short series Awesome. Some great recommendations and hundred percent everyone go check out that Magic Door book because um it's quite extraordinary. I'm not sure where you are now, but I think you are up to like where he was growing up in like Egypt and stuff. And I didn't even know this until I read it, but like half of one of his fingers um he lost because of like a sewing incident when he was working. So Yeah, yeah, I did read that. I'm actually I'm up to where he was um just starting to play football. Footy, yeah. Um, yeah, when he when he just joined and started, you know, learning from markers up in the schoolyard. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> especially like because Magic, obviously the journey and stuff, and like as we spoke about fundamental skills, like you probably have to develop that, as you said, like at a um, age probably like me or a bit younger, like 14, 15, where like so many kids are focusing more on tactics and stuff which you kind of lack as in the afl the stories yes it's, it's amazing isn't it it's an amazing story to think that you know most most kids that grow up here are, are starting to kick a footy at you know five six seven years old and and getting those skills and he he started yeah i think it was 14 or something jay said he started kicking a footy and said he um, couldn't kick a footy to start with to be to be playing afl that's uh that's an amazing achievement and maybe just quickly with Flemington again, we've had two AFL players um, obviously play um, 
for Flemington than playing the AFL, which was, I think, Jasper Pittard and um, Shannon Grant. But do you know much about like their journey with the footy club, just quickly? Uh, not really. I think they both they both played um, and both ended up getting drafted, I think, from another club. So I think Jasper Pittard oh, right. down to more, uh, not to, uh, to kind of Torquay or that sort of area down there. And I think um, Shannon Grant was around... I think it was before it was actually, I think we might have been called St. Brendan's at that stage. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah, because we used to, used to uh, the Flemington is, the Flemington Juniors is actually really old. It's a really old um, football club, and but it, it, yeah. it was um, was a different name back in those days as well. So, um, and in a different competition, I think it was Footscray and District or something like that. So it was a different, yeah, obviously it all changes over time. But yeah, no, definitely they, they're the two AFL Players, I think there might be one other as well. I think that was a bit earlier on. But yeah, fingers crossed. I think we're, you know, that now that we've added uh, female football, um, and obviously there's a lot of those, a lot of the girls yeah, are, exactly. are doing really well and getting down to Calder Cannons as well and Western Jets. So um, hopefully we, you know, hopefully we can add add more players to that to that list to make AFL as well as the other, you know, all the young boys coming through as well. Yeah, it's amazing, especially because like the women's footy has developed over years. Obviously, we had Emma coach, um, who's a friend of the show. Um, she coached a premiership a few years ago, and like, it's awesome to see like so many girls um making it to like Calder Cannons, Western Jets, and you know, um, some of them are also like bottom age because I guess um they go from like fourteens, uh, I think fifteens to eighteen. So it's like you've got like two years of bottom age, and I think one of the girls won the was it the best league, best and fairest at like age 15 or something? So that's just incredible. Yeah, I think, yeah, that's from the, because um, I think that our under 18s is a yeah, merge. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah, with Yarraville. And yeah, I think, um, yeah, she, yeah, amazing. If if you're winning a league, best and fairest, and you're <laughs> what, two, two, two or three <laughs> years younger than the rest of the rest of the competition, that's that's an amazing achievement. So, um, yeah, you think she's going to move on to, to big things? We'll swap the segments around. So we'll go back to, um, yeah. so... As you know, Oz, myself, Noah, uh, the list goes on, you know, alumni who've been on the show. But, um, we won a premiership in 2016 and I remember that was just pure elation, Luke. I'm sure you were watching from the sidelines and, like, very happy and I think everyone was that day. But talk me through your premiership days. I think you've won probably double or a few more than me. But um, what's that emotion like when the siren goes and, you know, um, the process behind, like, winning finals and, yeah, just the whole ride? I don't know what how um, how you felt, Jez, when you when you won it, but I think um, the first off is a bit of relief because it's quite stressful. I think uh, going into a grand final, you 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 really want to win and you you don't want to lose, and uh, so I think it's a bit of relief at the start when you when you do realise you're going to win. You guys were probably a bit fortunate; you knew that pretty early in the game. You didn't have to wait to the to right at the end, and um, yeah, I. I played in a senior premiership when I was 19 so my first year out under 18s and I played in a senior premiership and it was under quite odd circumstances because we were losing we were losing the whole game pretty much down by a goal or two most of the game it was very close and then in the last quarter with about it must have been two 90 seconds two minutes ago there was a there was a big fight between the two under 18s teams that had played earlier in the day in the grand final 
and they had a fight and it spilled out onto the ground. So they had to stop the game with about, with about, oh, it must have been about 90 seconds anyway. And um, so that all happened and we kind of regrouped a bit, but then the game restarted and one of our players, a, a forward pocket, kicked two goals in, um, in pretty much those 90 seconds and we won by a point in a grand final. So, um, so it was pretty, that was pretty amazing. That was, that was a, that was a great win and very exciting because to be honest, with five minutes to go, it looked like we were going to lose until <laughs> the fight broke out. But um, yeah, but then I didn't play in another senior premiership after that, Jess. I played in a lot of losing ones. So it's, uh, it's so you just got to enjoy those when, when you do win them. They're not easy to win. And uh, yeah. you just got to, you got to make sure you do enjoy them, which, um, which I'm sure you did when you, uh, when you won yours. Yeah, similar boat, Luke. So we've only both won one premiership. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's about it. I, I, won, I did win another one. I won another one. I only won one senior one though. Yeah, oh, I right. played. I played in a lot. Played in a lot of losing ones, Jerry. I coached a couple of losing ones as well. Oh. And yeah, they're they're, 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 they're yeah, very. They're very yeah, 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 yeah. Very. Yeah, it's it's very always very disappointing when you when you lose, and you know it's really hard to get there. But um, you know you really want to win, but you can only be one winner on the day. And touching on that, like obviously the pocket rocket kicked the two goals to win the match but you know Lee Matthews's theory was like I think it's like the amount of minutes um left he can kick the amount of goals so I think yeah everyone should kind of have that mentality with like two minutes to go or something like if it's two goals in it you can kick two, kick two goals in the two minutes yeah it happens quite a lot is especially in AFL they can get goals really quickly <laughs> you know, they could be they could be down by five goals with 10 minutes to go and still win so yeah, I'm not sure North Melbourne can do that at the moment, but we've got some good forwards coming through like Zerha and um, Larky. So we'll see maybe next year we can cause a few upsets and uh, push for that. Got a good draft pick as well coming through as well. Oh, yeah, Jason Orman Francis. If we don't get him, we're, we're like out of our minds, you know, so we have to. <laughs> oh, you think you'd take him? Think he's home. Was he, he playing SANFL seniors already, isn't he? And yeah, didn't he get best on ground in the prelim? Yeah. yeah, so he's... Kind of probably just go straight into your senior side, which would be great. Yeah, it's good for, I guess, both pies as well if day course coming through. So maybe next year, both Collingwood and North Melbourne can cause a few offsets. So um, hopefully the boys don't roast um us too much next year um <laughs> like their season. So yeah, we'll see how that goes. And I guess a funny, funny one to kind of wrap things up is called quick hands. So five quick questions. Um, I based it around as you know. Five for a handball. So, first question, Luke, is pineapple and pizza, yes or no? Yes. Awesome. Same here. (laughs) (laughs) Second one is back at school, were you an English or maths person? Definitely maths. English, English, what? English wasn't my thing. Jess didn't like it. Oh, that's fair. I feel like I've switched around a fair bit. I went from like English all through this year and I'm kind of now back into the maths, but now it's like, oh, you know. It kind of swaps around depending on, as you know, the sacks and all that. And yeah, anyway, what was your favourite subject growing up? Uh, would it surprise you, Jerry, that it was PE? <laughs> <Love> that, <laughs> um, yeah, definitely PE. I, I used to, yeah, probably more, yeah, those sort of things. I used to like doing, um, I chef by trade, you know. Yeah, oh, I was a chef. That and, uh, <laughs> so, so like, yeah, no, no, but, but I, I, so I obviously liked cooking and that back at school as well. Um, yeah, and I, I did. Yeah, maths was probably the one that I that I did like more. English, um, English and history weren't really 
um, the things that I was into. Yeah, and just quickly with cooking, we'll actually ask this next bit. Um, two more quick questions. Favorite place to visit in Melbourne? Because I love food, Jerry, definitely there's some restaurants in Melbourne that I love to go yeah. to. So um, yeah, I definitely <laughs> like, yeah, there, yeah, there's, oh, there's a couple. There's one, uh, La Luna in Carlton and um, Maha in the city are, are two restaurants I really like. And um, yeah, if, yeah, whenever I get a chance, I like to, to go out and um, eat some nice food. Awesome. And are you a morning or night person, Luke? Or does it differ? No, definitely morning. Definitely morning. I get up early to do, you know, to go to work and do all that sort of thing. And um, yeah, not 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 a real late night person, Jerry. Yeah. Yeah. Not like me a few years ago. <laughs> no, not. Yeah, you guys, you guys playing PlayStation and that. I know you uh, go to all hours, but uh, you know, I'd be falling asleep. And let's quickly touch on the food aspect. So, like, obviously, um, with running now, I kind of base my diet a bit more appropriately, I guess, compared to you know the early teens where we just got into the junk food but um i guess what are your kind of favorite foods to eat i guess healthy and cheap cheap meals I guess. um oh look cheap meals i definitely like a hamburger so i, I like uh like yeah. a lot of burgers and uh, that, that'd be my uh, kind of go-to um you know takeaway meal but uh and healthy food look i like to cook a bit so i, I um but yeah, like everything. I, I do really like Mexican food, so oh, yeah. we do eat we do yeah, we do eat a fair bit of Mexican at home. What's that? Got a Guzman and Gomez a fair bit. They've got some good takeaway. Yeah, they yeah actually they that is they I do like that as well and um and Italian food. So I like pasta. So yeah. um yeah we, yeah we eat a bit of pasta and and that as well. So but um yeah we have, we have a bit of everything here. So do you cook at all, Jess? Oh, I've been trying to get into the cooking. Um, obviously. This year I picked up food studies just to improve my cooking skills and I guess I can whip up a pasta, um, some cheeky fried rice every now and then, but in focusing on this peanut butter diet. So get a wrap, whip some peanut butter um, and chuck some carbs in as well. So that's been going pretty well. How often are you doing that? Um, so I've been having two wraps with peanut butter pretty much every day for lunch and that's help with the running and recovery sometimes and just good fueling i guess what what carbs do you put in it oh depends on the day like just pretty yeah. much anything there anything with carbs. lastly um to wrap things off luke um goal setting so i love goal setting myself like i've got stuff written down like with what i want to achieve for running and leave it What's next for you in 2021 and um, in 2022, maybe with coaching and other stuff, but what are your top three goals, Luke? Oh, that's a good question, Jez. Uh, I don't know with coaching, so I don't know um, what I'll do there, but yeah. uh, definitely with um, with work, like I suppose more set goals with work, to to be honest. And um, yeah, it's well, yeah, probably, I, I, yeah, so goals. have targets. Yeah, yeah, have target, targets that I want to reach every um, all the time. And yeah, I think everyone has everyone has their own kind of targets and goals that they want to reach and um yeah definitely doing that and um as far as playing footy jazz when you get to my age it's just about not getting an injury is is the biggest thing is not getting injured not doing a hamstring while you're running and and all that and uh, trying to stay healthy um as we, as we get out of lockdown and you know keep the exercise up i suppose oh that's awesome some some pretty um i guess smart goals um because that's what we like on the podcast and um Smart goals is really important in the work setting and, I guess, performance enhancing. So hopefully the boys can get into some goal setting um, next year as well. Hopefully I can kind of 
even a bit of inspiration behind that because it's like it actually helps with like if you have something to achieve or want to achieve you're more likely to kind of um achieve that goal yeah i think so oh, i think so i think everyone that um you know all the players that go to footy training and do all that sort of stuff you all got a common goal isn't it and that's what you one you want to get better and two you want the team to to do well so that's the short-term common goal and you know i know the goal is a premiership but at the end of the day only <laughs> one side can only one side can do that can't they so you've got to have other sort of things you want to achieve out of um out of playing sport oh that's awesome luke and just quickly i know you listened to a few of the podcasts earlier with some of the boys were there any funny moments or something just like that ticks over that you're like geez i didn't know this, this uh, bloke said that <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, I I listened to Anthony, so Anthony Chalmy was, was yeah, quite Anthony. good, and I, yeah, yeah, he was quite shocked when he heard that I, I said I heard your podcast, and he he yeah, he had a look of dread on his face to start with, but um yeah no Anthony's good fun, so I like to, yeah. I like to tease him a little bit of training, and um and I I've heard Tom Norman belt out a few songs as well, so um I didn't, I didn't know didn't know he was such a singer. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've li- I listened to Dylan's as well, so yeah, yeah. listen to a few of the guys that you've had a few of the um, you know, Flemington boys on there, so that's good. Oh, that's good. I've got to tell, um, obviously Tommy that Luke loves his um, guitar one string chords on that he's been playing, so no, it was, it was good fun, it was good oh, fun, no, yeah. so yeah, no, it's a you're doing a good job, mate. Ah, oh, cheers, Luke. Um, hopefully, I can get Noel on um, later on, maybe pre season when COVID's all over. Awesome. Um, I guess, Luke, yeah, it's been a pleasure chatting all things footy, both on the field and the coaching aspect, because um, they both coincide work together. Um, I'm sure all the Flemington Junior um, players will get around it. I'll get Dill on board, all the other boys, Josh Evans, all my mates, you name them, Anthony. Um, anyway, <laughs> special announcement, I'm not sure anyone's heard, but I'll be playing footy again next year. Um, I guess I just got to get back into it, you know, like, just missed it this year, so we'll see how we go next year. Is that how's that going to go with your umpiring jersey? You're still going to do uh, the umpiring as well. Yeah, we'll see how we go, but maybe just I could take a year off umpiring and focus more on running and footy. So we'll just see how that plays out, and um, yeah, see you preseason, Luke. Maybe definitely see you. Yeah, absolutely.